Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Day number six of the 12 Days of Podcast. Let's run through who we've had on so far. We've had Cameron, Cord Jefferson, the writer from Watchmen, Succession, and Good Place on NBC. We've also had Tanache, Bun B, James Rico from Real Goats, the music video directors behind all of Baby's videos, and now today we have Gia Peppers. Gia Peppers on the podcast today. Jeff, we are in December. We moved to this apartment back in February, so it's been something like 10 and a half months or so, and this is going to be our first December with these new doormen in our new building, mm-hmm. which means that we have to figure out how in the world to tip these guys well, only who because, don't do their job. Yeah, so one of the guys is never here. So are you saying that we're not going to be able to drop our tip off with him? I don't know where to leave it. <laughs> I don't know where he goes. The doors are always closed. <laughs> so uh, this, there's, no, there's no man at the door. I, by the way, for any, anybody looking to rob us, this is not your invitation. I just want to state facts. Our, our doormen who are, I guess, paid to be here... Mm-hmm. Don't do their job. If you want to come in to rob us, just stay at the desk. You can get some tips and be the new doorman. What makes this worse is that recently we've had some packages go over to our old building, which is about five blocks away. And we've gone over there to retrieve these packages and seen our old doormen, two of whom are amazing. I would say more than two of them are amazing. That feels rude. No, two two of them are amazing. They're not listening. What? Two of them are amazing. Yes, you keep the saying rest... that. I feel like all of them are great. Oh, see, no, 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 no. This is this, like... Well, no, when you see... You are looking through rose-colored glasses. Yeah, because when you see how bad doormen can be... <laughs> Jeff, we've, in the old building, the, the only good thing that the doormen would do, some of them, who were not amazing, mm-hmm. would be stay at the desk because they were asleep. Yes, but... That I've... doesn't make them a good doorman. It, well, I walked past them at early hours in the morning, and they would not even yeah. move. Well, yeah, their their mouth would be open. They'd be like dead in the chair that's better than where it is now where i don't know where the doorman is so we have to figure out whether we're tipping them how much we're tipping them now here's something interesting mm-hmm. we did get i guess a christmas card from the building so the the super and the two porters a card in an envelope signed by just the three of them not the other two doormen so i think there's friction there well that being said by the way the super is great he's great one of the porters is amazing. Yes, happy to tip them whatever we tip them. Yeah, the other one isn't really a porter for our building, but he's on the card, and so he'll get a tip. What would you say if we tipped the super and the porters what we would have tipped the doorman? $15,000. <laughs> uh, to start. Yeah, just $15,000 for each of them. <laughs> You're doing some real Kevin Gates math here. Yeah, Kevin Gates thought that our apartment was $40,000 a month. <laughs> Which it is decidedly not. Yeah. So, again, don't rob us. Yeah. So, here we are trying to figure out if and how we're going to even see these doormen and give them a tip. They put up a tree today. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, I see. I saw that there was a tree out there delivered. You know, I, I, it was, like, wrapped up. Well, now it's unwrapped, but they still haven't put oh. any, like, decorations I that, on it. Well, I, I, thought, I thought the tree had, you know... Should we put our decorations on it? <laughs> I thought the tree had been delivered to a neighbor of ours, but... What would our decorations be? Like, a fork? A fork. Why? Because it's here. I just don't have... We don't have any Christmas ornaments, obviously. Jeff, we're not the tree types. 
Like what? Quite, quite literally, we are not. <laughs> Our religion types? is not the tree types. Hanukkah bush. But we're not. No, when we didn't like when they decorated the the old place. Oh, I hated. See, that. look at you now. You're like you're like oh new apartments. Let's put a tree in here and decorate it. No, the and, tree stays out there in the lobby. All of our doormen in the old building are amazing. Yes. <laughs> All of our old doormen were so great. Happy, Shout out to all of them. I keep ha- seeing them because they keep getting all our packages sent there. Happy holidays to all of you out there, doormen. This is a very unrelatable intro. Or not. Why? Everybody thinks that now we're we're living in a... A, a $40,000 a month apartment? Yes, and Apparently giving our so. doormen $15,000 in tips. That's because you said so. <laughs> Jeff, you want to talk about that kingly lifestyle? You live it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sitting here in a silver robe. Yeah. Handing out gold uh, and putting my platinum forks in the tree. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jeff, when do you want to get into this episode? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Cash Money University, a.k.a. 500 Degrees. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Change Up for the Likes, a.k.a. Mrs. Cloudfire. Yo, what's up? It's Gia Peppers, a.k.a. Smiling Always, a.k.a. That's my real name. No, it's not the stage name. You took all the Two methods trains, of, of communication. Van Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I am here. But you are here. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Getting home is a whole nother thing. The MTA has the nerve to keep raising prices. When you first moved to New York, it cost 25 cents <laughs> yeah. to go both ways on the subway. <laughs> it definitely cost like one seventy. So we're very excited about you living in New York, you living in Brooklyn, you living in your place now yes, that I has have... been designed. Yeah. By the greater internet. <laughs> but no, a company called Black Market Vintage. They're my two of my best friends. They're Shout incredible. out to them. Yeah. So here's the thing. Jeff was reading the caption before. Yeah. Which is fantastic. It's so long. It's so long. You know, I'm the queen of I what I should have said, aka Queen of Long. <laughs> That's all I do. I'd be like, I mm, one more paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> but you said like your inspiration for that was Stevie Wonder. Yes. Is that what you go in and tell them? Yeah. You're just like songs in the key of life. Yes. Like that. And they're like, got it. Yes. Well, see, my inspiration would have been just like What's the budget? <laughs> Just like, let's fill up the place, you know? Like, let's, Whatever you can. Yeah, I yeah. have this amount of money. Yeah. And this is, was it. well, I didn't have that. Uh, you know, my friends had to be creative. Yes. Uh, because they are very creative people and they have, they're actually like collectors and antique collectors of black curiosities. Wow. Like, they like to reclaim ba- black culture and uh, let us tell our story again. They actually just opened their first brick and mortar in Brooklyn. Fantastic. In Bed-Stuy. Shout and out to so, them. Yes. And yeah. so they've designed a lot of people's apartments. They've now designed Taylor Rooks, Scotty Beams, oh. mine. So you might want to, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know, yeah. are we not melanated enough? <laughs> I mean, well, y'all just gotta sit in the sun for at least an hour. <laughs> no, they'll probably do it. I mean, they're, they're super cool. But um, yeah, so they I told them I my inspiration. Like growing up, my dad always played Stevie Wonder in the car. Like that's literally my life. Yeah. So it was either them, Earth, Wind & Fire, or James Brown. Oh, or my dad's a purist when it comes to R&B and he had vinyls and all that. And so I was like, I want my first, it's my first apartment alone. Yeah. I was just like, I want it to feel like joy. Like New York is so 
tough yeah. and rough and this industry is not Your easy. apartment is so bright, yeah, so colorful. Yes, yeah. and I literally just wanted it because when we got in there, it was just so white and bland. Right, yeah. And I was like, I want to, to walk in and feel warmth. And so I was like, oh, I, I love this You built out a fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I wanted to feel like the, the, the colors on the, the uh, album cover of the Songs in the Key of, of Life yeah. just speak to me. Yeah, yellow, feel yeah, that yeah. warmth, yeah. yellow. Yep. And so I was just like, so I want this. That's and they fantastic. were like, you crazy, but we're going to make it work. <laughs> what was your dad's reaction when he first showed up? Oh, he loved it. Yeah. He really loved it. And he was just like, okay, so you were listening. Because, you know, when Aww. you're younger, yeah. you're just like, you're singing along. But he doesn't know, he didn't know that we appreciate it. Right. And now my brother and sister are like, dog, I can't really listen to too many Future songs <laughs> in a row because it's, it's disrespectful. Like, not, I love Future for what he does. Right. But when you grow up listening to, like, the greatest artist of all time, yeah. Yeah. it's hard. So you didn't want to have a purple apartment is what yeah. you were saying. Yeah, no, thank Got you. It. Yeah. No, no, no Molly Percocet songs <laughs> anywhere. Just love and happiness. Although, really good for sleeping. And how nice is it that your dad came in got it yeah as opposed to being just like i don't know right like, yeah. <laughs> he was like who's that yeah <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> no he was very happy and, and really um you really it's really dope to hear him just like now be able to say like oh i'm proud of, of that i raised you guys on that and that's like, so dope yeah thanks dad what was your last apartment like so i i actually lived with my great aunt for the first few years when i was in new york because i was still working in dc yes as the interina host for the washington wizards yes so i was literally living on an amtrak and so there was no point she uh had just lost her husband my aunt is like at this point she was like 87 mm -hmm. so she was living by herself and so i helped her with the bills and and rent and and, and, and well it's her home but i helped her with the bills and everything like that and it was the greatest thing i could have ever done because i was literally not in new york yeah. half the time so it didn't make sense for me to do two three thousand dollars a month right on an apartment yeah. if i wasn't gonna be there but not to mention i bet your relationship with her was fantastic oh gosh absolutely and i still live now seven minutes walking distance from oh, her nice. house so i found a, a, an apartment in the neighborhood um a black owned building um so i'm just like i i couldn't have asked for anything better and yeah. i wanted to wait until i really found something because I didn't want to leave her. After a while, I was like, okay, I don't want to leave you. Like, yeah. are you good? Yeah. But then she was like, you can't have no guests. So eventually, <laughs> I'm like, all right, now. I'm in my late 20s. I'm 29. You know, I was 28 when I moved in. I was like, nah, I need to be able to have some people over. <laughs> I need to date. Yeah. So, all right, let's take it back to the very beginning. Yeah. Where are you originally from? Washington, D.C. What part? So I grew up in Northeast. Okay. Then we moved out to PG County. Yep. Pretty Girl County. Shout yep. out to PG County. Um, and we lived in that this That is place. not what it stands for, but it's okay. <laughs> it's called Prince George's County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. ask anybody from Marlin, uh, they are going to say- Tommy? Pretty Girl County. You from Marlin? Yes, yeah. we lived there too. So after that, my parents, we moved into a house they built from the ground up way out in Montgomery County, past a little bit past Rockville. Um, and they built this from the ground up and it was a beautiful home and they, they just sold it. Our parents are both from... Uh, Silver, Silver Spring, Spring, Maryland. Oh, my parents live there right now. And uh, our cousins live down there, and our grandparents were from Aww. Washington, D.C. But when our mom was growing up in elementary school, she had to learn all of the counties and memorize them in Maryland. Did you? No. That's not something that they That's do anymore. That's not a thing. <laughs> well, but then again, our mom also, so she grew up obviously in the 50s and 60s yeah. at a time when there were nuclear like <laughs> yeah. threats. Right, right. And so you're not so, diving under tables <laughs> right. anymore. That, they well, made her like dive under the desk and stuff. When and, I went to school in Rockville, uh, growing up in like uh, middle school, 
that was the time of the sniper. So we oh did my have oh my to learn how to do the under the desks. Like we weren't allowed to go outside for a good six months. Like, Holy yeah, shit. there was no. Yo, that was crazy. Yeah. Well, so again, I was like, I mean, like actually, yeah, I yeah. did have to get under the desk now well, that you We say. never had to. Yeah. Right. Although now if we were growing up, like all the kids have to yeah. learn all this stuff about how to evacuate stuff. And, and if, there's, if their oh, classmates have a gun, like what? Yeah, to, terrifying. It's so sad. Yeah. The gun control. Man, talk about it's it. just yeah. the saddest thing ever that we continue to have to have this conversation. It like, is. Well, no, the problem is that we don't have the conversation. Mm. We just yeah. talk about having the conversation, which never happens. Right. I mean, if thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And yeah. if Sandy Hook can happen, and and that was what seven years ago, yeah. and kids who were five and six years old were, which they were literally a few weeks out from Christmas. Right. If they can be killed and nothing happens, then I am very afraid. Like I don't know what has to happen. If that isn't a catalyst for change then what will be it's nuts people get killed at concerts movie theaters uh on the sub like everywhere right. there's just not a place quite literally when is enough enough yeah exactly yeah so this is a comedy podcast by the way <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> no, it's my fault i know that just like went like real dark <laughs> real quick yeah <laughs> but still yeah. but yes i mean it's a truth yes yeah you know? for sure so yeah it's, it's, so what's the difference between all the places you lived at yeah so Basically, my parents saving money. Yeah. That was the difference, you yeah. know? So um, my parents first. So my mother is born and raised Washingtonian. She's from D.C. You know, we lived there when it was the Chocolate City. Yep. Now it's a, a lot well gentrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. would help us. But <laughs> it was the Chocolate City then. Um, and so my dad's from Rhode Island, actually. He grew up in East Providence, Rhode Island. And he was, you know, a journalist himself. My dad's a journalist. Wow. So I get it honest. Yeah. Um, and so he, <laughs> he moved up um, and met my mom. He was getting his teeth done by my godfather and was like, who's that? who's that young fine thing you're working with? And he thought she was a dental assistant. Little did he know my mom was a dentist. Yeah. So she, she of course had to call him and cuss him out. <laughs> and then he was like, all right, but do you want to go to dinner or not? And then they went to dinner. And then a few years later, they got married and I was here. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, so shout out to dentistry. Is it just the three of you? It's um, No, it's, I'm the oldest of three. Okay. So I have a, a younger brother and a younger sister. Right Their on. names are Gavin and Gretchen. Shout out to them. Yeah, we're all G's, G's in the family. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. Oh, same with your parents yeah, too? Yeah, Gail and Greg. Wow. Do you move in silence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love you. Wow. Uh, no, I'm the opposite of silence. I literally speak for a living. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no one's no one's silent. My brother's probably, my brother and my dad are probably the quietest ones. Mm-hmm. They're not really silent. But yeah, so every time they started to, like they lived the American dream, right? The African-American dream at that time. You save, you meet the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. You, you combine your, your income and then you grow your wealth. So they first was, were living in my, my family home, like the family home that my mom's uh, dad, their family had. Awesome. And it's still in our, our family for now, thank God. And then uh, they moved out to PG. They got their first home. It was like a, in a sub- suburban area that every house looks the same type of suburb. Yep. Yeah. And then they built their own house from the ground up. So it was just like wow. every... Every few years, they were like, "Okay, we got a little bit more now. Let's let's keep moving well, towards our." Dreams. What did it mean for you to see your parents like build their home from the ground up oh, to like man, everything? Yeah, it, it still means everything. I am committed to getting that house back. Like people live there now. I'm like, nah, you got like ten years. <laughs> um, I'm gonna come through and just be like, hey, I need y'all to go. What, how much you need and yeah. get you to check because that's how like that's how much that house means to me. Like I think that was. Those were the most formative years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up in a place where your parents literally picked 
everything from the door handles to the sink fixtures to the lighting to how many rooms were in the house. Like it meant everything. It was literally everything that encompassed their love. And so we grew up in a really awesome, I would say Cosby-like childhood in the way where like all of our moms and dad's friends were like doctors, lawyers. Like I didn't really. The TV show. Yes. The Cosby. Not 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 real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Not that Cosby. (laughs) I don't know nothing about that Cosby. We keep going real dark on this podcast. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff and Claire. (laughs) Cliff, Claire and the kids and them. But I always say, um, you know, (laughs) we lived a a really dope life, especially growing up. And so um, it meant everything. And it still means everything. Like the standard that I have for myself is so high now. Yeah. Because I'm like, my mom always said, okay, so we did good, but y'all have to do better. And I'm like, dang, y'all did pretty good. <laughs> like, oh no, oh no. We gonna see. But. So moving around a couple times, that mean you were switching schools? No, 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 no. We always stayed in the school that we were in, awesome. no matter where we were. Oh, man. So um, we went to, there was this place called Tots. It was a de- developmental, you know, elementary baby school. Yeah. And that was all black. And then we went to a pretty white school and, you know, for our middle to well, elementary to middle, and then I went to St. John's College High School, which is like in D.C., and it was then like 40% black, 40% white, and then everyone Is St. John's like uniforms? Yes. Okay. I was a uniform girl my whole, from five to to 17. Child. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so how do you become an individual when you're all dressed the same? I know. Okay. <laughs> well, have you ever watched Gossip Girl? Uh, no. Okay. Wait, no. you haven't? That's I crazy. Have not, yeah. That feels Is very it crazy? Your... No. Oh. <laughs> so you, you watch an episode, you may love it. Um, <laughs> we saw the Gossip Girl cast. I'm not going to... No. Okay. I'm gonna, that's yeah, another... that, that is another no, dark wait, story. No, you saw them. Well, Is yeah. it gets dark, though? Well, only... Okay. <laughs> Do you have to say it? You yeah, have to say I have to say it. Okay. It's, it's out. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Eric and I, we, we filmed a thing with Nick Cannon years ago. Okay. After the thing, he said- Oh, now that's dark too. <laughs> oh, just like everything, know, yeah. everything just, is bad. Every single thing. Okay, yeah. so- We're we, going to, after this, no more darkness. I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we went to um, dinner with him afterwards. He was like, I want to meet up with Russell Simmons. Bing. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went to the Waverly Inn and we walked in and the first person that he sees is- Harvey Weinstein, Bing. Yeah. So now, well, this gets darker yeah. every single yeah. turn. So Nick introduced us to Harvey and said that we were the future of comedy. Okay. And so Harvey says, "If you say it, I believe it." So now we're in with Harvey Weinstein. Okay. And by the way, so this is like ten years ago, right. and we're just like, "Oh my god!" Like it's all these hard, people right. are just yeah. amazing. So we get led through this restaurant, and it's all famous people. So it's Kerry Washington. Ah. It's um, I forget who else was there, but also the cast of Gossip Girl. Oh my goodness! And all this sitting was, right there, and they were fire. Then they were on television. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, one of them, one of them would later get canceled for <laughs> Me Too. Yeah. Being again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's which like. One, which one? Uh, the one that touched women uh, inappropriately. There was, there was, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't remember which one. Oh, yeah. It was, was a male cast member? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause this was like woman, cancel yeah. culture, like bingo. Like yeah. we just like kept hitting like all But of it them. was like, yeah, every single person in there, except for Carrie Washington, love Carrie Washington. Yeah, yeah Carrie. Yeah, yeah. We like Carrie Washington. Yeah. Stay on course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, everybody so it was really a, it was a into. whole night, yeah. Wow. We just, yeah. Well, you should definitely watch the show. Okay. Because <laughs> it's good. But but I say all that to say they always like went overboard with like their accessorizing. Like you find, oh. like you wear different socks, you yeah. wear cute shoes. But then what ends up happening is all the cool girls yeah. wear one type of shoe. And you're like, well, wait, I want Uggs. And then everyone ends up wearing the same thing. So it's very interesting because you, you do 
have to after so after I left, I had to learn really like what it meant when I went to I went to Rutgers University for college. Yeah. Um and I had to not go wear Scarlet Knights. Yeah. yeah. Scarlet yeah, Knights, yeah. random. I went there because I did not want to go to St. John's University mm. in Queens. Yeah. It was just not mine. You could have just like reused the same same uniform if yeah. I really wanted to. Yeah. I would have been the only one. But I could have. No. And it's literally the same colors too. The same like mascot colors, red and white. It was it's too much. But so is Rutgers. Yes. Well, so it's like eighty percent of school. Everybody it's, wears red. It's Scarlet, but whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Red, <laughs> red Scarlet. Right. Okay. Everybody wears red. So, so okay. Yeah. So you, when you graduate high school, yeah, you definitely wanted to come up to the New York tri-state area. Yeah. So growing up, my my mom also has family up here in New York. Mm-hmm. So we come to Brooklyn for Easter. Um, sometimes Christmas shopping. Like we would always come to Brooklyn to see them. One of my uncles was a cop in New York, the coolest guy ever. <laughs> my aunt fed me grits when I was like two and I was knocked out for like six hours and they was all scared. <laughs> like, but we always would come up here and shop at like the Coliseum in Jamaica Queens, yeah. be through Brooklyn. And I remember growing up as a teenager, like, when Biggie and 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 then Lil' Kim and Junior Mafia. It was just like Brooklyn was the place to be. Like I wanted to live up here. There was no really big DC rappers at that time. Like we had EU it would with, with the butt and yeah. that kind of just you know, I mean we still yeah. play that yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but course, after yeah. a while there was no real like there was no follow from up. DC there was no until community. like Wale. Yeah. yeah. So did you uh, apply to any schools yeah. in, the, in yeah. the DMV in, area? In yes. Did you apply to any schools in the DMV so area? So my mom is a Howard graduate. Okay. And now she's a Howard professor. Awesome. I, Shout out to her. But I went to school. I, and when I was in school, we would always do... That's where I found my individuality, through arts. Okay. So my mom always kept us in dancing, singing, acting our whole lives. I studied at Debbie Allen Dance Academy during summers. Wow. Um, I recently got to reunite with her, launched a new YouTube series, and I got to reunite with her. So like that was legendary. But... <clears throat> That's how I always found like how I would express myself through art. It wasn't necessarily fashion, but it was always creating things for myself. Totally. What was the and, biggest stage you were on for dance? Um, it would definitely be during the Debbie Allen Dance Academy days where like Denzel Washington was in the crowd and Diana Ross was there because her son was in it. And like Debbie Allen is the woman who made a different world pop. Like she's the yeah. woman who directs Grey's Anatomy right now. She's yeah. on the show now. Yeah. So it's like she knows Hollywood. She is Hollywood. And so we would walk backstage and Brandy would come back. And this was like during half half moon times. And Man. we were like, yo, that's that's Brandy. And then we would leave. And you remember when like uh, You Got Served came out? Yeah, of course. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's one of the illest dance. It might be the greatest dance movie of our time. I don't know about like breaking and all that. I never. I don't know about the dance moves, to be honest. But the plot is, I mean, rest in peace to Lil Saint. No, yeah. seriously, to this day. like I To think, this day. To this day. I think Lil Saint could get Fizz and Omarion back cool. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, for real. Like, I think it could happen. I think it could happen. Oh, you are very optimistic. I am. Yeah. I know. I know. I don't know. <laughs> it, maybe if it was a dance battle and it was like Steve Harvey came back and made him do it. Like, <laughs> By the way, that'd be a just great like, like heel turn if like you know Omarion goes on that tour, yeah, mm-hmm, and then the other remaining members go on another tour. No, it, <laughs> <laughs> so you're dancing. At this point, I'm like 14, 15. 14, 15. Yeah. Are you like that's my future? Um, so I never, I want to always want to be a singer. So like I grew up singing as well. So I was like, oh, this is cool, but I'm gonna be a singer. Like, watch out. You could do both. <laughs> yeah, I could do both. Yeah, you could have been a double threat. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then oh, I could act too. Don't ever. I was a double major. Okay, theater, arts, and journalism. Ooh. But yeah, I, my mom was also very like 
She's a dentist, so she's like, you go to school, you get your job, and you leave my house. I'm like, no, I want to be an entertainer. And she's and like, come back and buy the house. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And at this point, you remember the scene from um, Sister Act 2 when Cheryl is saying to Lauren Hill, like, you don't want to be outside singing your shit or what it could is. That was my mom. You yeah. know, like, yeah. she was always just like, I love you, I support you, but if you don't make this, like, what are you going to do? Um, and so journalism was always something that I naturally gravitated towards because right. I was like, well, at least I could still be on television if, you know, I, it's not singing. I'm on a television. Right. It's a translatable skill. Yes. You can use it wherever. Yes. Yeah. And so it ended up working out that way. But I still want to get back into the arts. But mm -hmm. at that point, the Debbie Allen Dance Academy stage was everything. And I wasn't the star of, you know, the shows either. She had students that were there throughout the year. We yeah. were only able to come, you know, during the summers. But even then, just being around people like her and being around legendary teachers changed my trajectory. And then made me also realize I could actually have a career in entertainment. Yeah. That was incredibly, like, lucrative. Like, you don't see it in D.C. It was like politicians lawyers entrepreneurs but no one in entertainment was like having a house like it wasn't that thing so there was something also about coming to new york and being like well the industry's there. yes so I it's knew like entertainment yeah. was where i wanted to be and at this point dc was not like dc is growing to be an, an entertainment space of its own now yes but yeah. again back then while they had just put out dc chilling like it was like politics only down there right. hard news only right um and so i was like well i had to go to new york because that's where one of his park is yeah. like <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> that's, where, that's where the arts are. Like, you have to go there. And so when I graduated, yeah, I was like, I need to move to New York. And I always wanted to live in Brooklyn. And I'm living in Brooklyn. Can I ask you a question? This, yeah. is, this might be the hardest question I have. Uh-oh. Um, were you a Roxy or a free girl? Free all day. <laughs> like, free was literally the coolest woman I had ever seen on television. She was gorgeous. She had like a deep raspy voice. She made AJ cool. She made the show cool. She, she also, made AJ cool yeah, is a, an yeah. understatement. She also <laughs> didn't tolerate any AJ right. like fuckery. She was like, okay, okay, you done? All right, so back to the, t like I, I remember watching her and being, and so my parents worked all the time. So we, she, they would send us to our great aunt's house. Mm -hmm. She was a white woman because she was married into the family. Mm -hmm. Her name was Cousin Murray. Shout out to Cousin Murray. And she, would like she was older so she wasn't really watching she was like go watch tv and all we would do was watch music videos 106 in park like all i did was care about the culture i was yeah. the person i still have like stacks of magazines like j14 word up uh giant blue all those suede all yeah. those magazines like i was my parents had to be like gia if you buy a magazine today we will not be taking you home you have to stay <laughs> yeah you're you like a go, hoarder i was a hoarder i still have all beyonce's covers ever pretty much in my in my storage right oh now. you're like in insane oh yeah. <laughs> yeah like i was like you remember the fanatic show on mtv yeah i was like i'm her wow i relate um and so that was my my journey i wanted to be like those stars and those people i saw on tv and it worked out for me yeah but i'm like free was everything and did you see destiny's child live yeah i did only once where and it was life it was after they got back together so so it was not the super bowl no yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it was like on some one of their tours so i know beyonce went on her her first tour was with missy elliott and somebody else oh alicia keys it was the ladies night tour big tour and yeah it was a big tour but yeah. it was like alicia keys fallen missy elliott the legend beyonce mm -hmm. Who, she's stepping out on her own after years of being with Destiny's yeah. Child. We don't yeah. know how good she's going to be. So it was like a great tour. Yeah. We all knew she was going to be a star. But yeah. people mm -hmm. weren't 
weren't ready for her by herself yet. And so that was my first time seeing Beyonce. And then when they came back together for Destiny Fulfilled, I saw them again when they came to DC. And so I've seen Beyonce probably, the only tour I didn't get to see was On The Run 2. But I've seen Beyonce every other time. Where were you? I was... You were on the run. I was on the run. <laughs> but every time they would come somewhere, I would have to go somewhere else to host. Damn. Yeah. It just wasn't meant A blessing meant to be. and a curse, you yeah, know? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. meant to be. Yeah. But I see them everywhere else, Yeah. You know? You get to Rutgers. Rutgers. How is it living in the... New in, Jersey In New Jersey, in yeah. central New Jersey. Yeah. I hated it. I was like, what, what? is this? There's what? so much to offer there. You had visited it, right? Before? Culture. Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That, yes, I visited once. And um, my mom and I were just walking around the campus. We found a really dope girl in the BSU to walk us around, Black Student Union. So we were like, okay, let's see. And then she said there was Greek life there, but she wanted to be an AKA and there were no Deltas and my mom's a Delta. So I did not get to pledge. Anyway, <laughs> um, when we, she, we really liked it because she was a journalism major as well. She walked me through the, through the SC, uh, well, the School of Communications and Information, but that's a journalism school. Yeah. And I really liked it there. It felt like home. It was big enough for me. Like, St. John's was so small. The, right. yeah. the campus is probably like... St. John's, the high school. University. The university, Oh, too. both? Yeah. 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 St. John's University is so small. Like, I didn't ever... I never wanted to be at a small campus. Right. I didn't want it to feel like a boarding school. Yeah. It kind of felt like when I went to visit there, it was a boarding school. Everybody knew each other. It was too much. Right. At Rutgers, I graduated. My graduating class had like 12,000 people. So there wow. was no way... Yeah. You yeah. felt small. Uh, I think the black population was 11%, but there were still enough people for it to feel like, you know, there's enough. Was yeah. it close enough to New York City that you could come up here? Yes, 45 and, minutes on yep. a bus or a train yep. and then two and a half hours back to Maryland. So if I would get homesick, That's very reasonable. you know, I could go there. Yeah. I could work Did you get homesick? Yes, all the time. My, fr my freshman year. Because New York is a... Uh, New York is a different culture than New Jersey, obviously. Yes, yes. I was agreed. <laughs> Hard agreed. Huh? Yeah. Hard yes. Yeah. And so I went, well, I just walked through Rutgers campus once. I should probably done at least two, three more <laughs> times. And um, Baltimore's culture reminds me a lot more of Jersey culture. Okay. So that's the club music. That's yeah. The dressing. That's yeah, yeah, this yeah. Lingo. And I was like, what is this? Like, no. We listen to Go Go. I don't understand what y'all are doing. That it four was just, on the floor, like, I, I just yeah, don't, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. it was too much for me. The The slang was, everything was different. What and was I, the slang in New Jersey? It was like, um, oh, boy, okay, I have to remember, Lord. It was so long ago now. Ooh, I, I remember I used to say Sison, and they say Gassin. So I don't know. Size, I know, yeah. Size is like hype you up. Like, oh, I'm about to size you. <laughs> like, um, okay, say if somebody sends you sneakers yeah. and they're for free and they're the things that you've been looking for forever. Yes. And you're like, oh, you sized me with those. <laughs> like, it's lit. Like, it's lit. Yeah. So that's size DC of like Yo, my 2000s. eyes are tearing up because I, I literally do not know how to handle this information now. It's just like. Call Wale. Let's put Wale on the thing where he'll tell you <laughs> And then in New Jersey, they say, you're going to, like, we're gassing you up. And you were like, I'm like no. Because they would always make fun of me. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to be a size. Like, man, no, nah, man, this is whack. Like, whatever. And they were like, what? So it was just a culture shock. Yes. Because also. Because you couldn't say Sison. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. people did not understand me. But there were many other words. But that was they, the one. That word. was the one that I was yeah. just like, young, what are, like, what are you saying to me? Like, why don't you understand? And so. But Jersey is also like. Uh, new, new Terrible. 
<laughs> New Brunswick area is just weird. It's just a weird area. Okay. And it just was a lot for me to handle because mm. also New Jersey's in-state like percentage at Rutgers, I think is like 89%. Yeah. Everybody's so, from there. Yeah. So it. So your weekends so are just like. Everybody's from Jersey. Yeah. So everyone knew each other from school. I just felt alone. There yeah. were a few girls. It was not Sison. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was not Sison. It ain't Sison me up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't. They definitely wasn't. They did not get me. And so there were a few girls from D.C., but I would also go to St. John's University. I ended up having to go there a lot because a lot of my friends from St. John's College High School went to St. John's University. So this is all happening freshman year where you're feeling like homesick and you're like, this is a lot. Yes. How do you make it four years? Oh, well, have a black mother who says, I'm not paying for nowhere else. You're going to figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't quit. And this ain't that. And you Um, say. And I said, dang. All right, well, I'll be home on Thursday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, I don't have class on Friday. Um, or and, and then I was dating someone who went to St. John's University who was my high school boyfriend from St. John's. So that's why you made it out to St. Yes, John's a lot. Yeah, Got and it. then a lot of my friends from D.C. actually went to St. John's University. Right on. So it was fine. It was like a 45-minute to the city, then another 45 to Queens. I was clearly pressed. It's a lot. You yeah. were I was committed. ready to get out yeah, yeah, of yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. But as I started to get real relationships there, who a lot of my a lot of my really good friends from um, down in New Jersey are still really good friends of mine today. That's dope. So that's cool. But as junior year, I definitely started to find my footing and really like it. I joined different like arts clubs. I did musicals. I got back into dance. Really? Yeah. So that's it, awesome. Yeah. So so I started to spread my wings on campus and not like escape so much. I realized right. that I wasn't giving it a chance. Mm. Um, I was like so overwhelmed. And I think everyone, when you go go out of state, unless you have like a really good group of friends that you go with, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's a new thing. Your parents aren't there. You're 18. You're trying to figure it out. Like it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and so. I, once I gave it a chance, I was able to really start Did they to do that thing in. like like your first weekend there where they're like, look to your left, look to your right. Yes. One of you will not be here. Yes. And it's just like, oh, that's a, that's a terrible I thing mean, to say. We right said we weren't going to go dark again. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Like, that's, it's like the Hunger Games. And it's like, how do... I'm going to be very honest. one of us? Haven't yeah. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but you get it. Gossip Girl. Yeah. Hunger Games. And Hunger Games. Yeah. 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 I've seen the Cosby Show. Wow. Seen the- Eric doesn't yeah. like female-led uh, oh. entertainment. Wait, did you Let's see- cancel him. Cancel me. Wait, cancel Eric. Did you Eric. see um, the Marvel movie with um, Captain Marvel? Um, no. no, but also no. Eric isn't a big comic book guy. So Why is it just him? about me? You don't like him either. I'm not the one <laughs> oh, yeah, to be yeah, accused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you watch Captain Marvel? <laughs> I love Captain Marvel. Yeah, Talk can't get about enough. it, Jeff. Talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you guys not Marvel fans? No, no. Oh. big DC guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good to know. So <laughs> you guys are watching Watchmen. Uh, well, oh, wow, okay. Woo. Yeah. we are just zero for four. What is happening yeah. here? That being said, we did you just should... have Core Jefferson on the podcast. Okay, yeah. and he's one of the writers. Okay. Regina King is a legend. <laughs> yes. Watch episode six. Yeah. If it weirds you out, just make it to episode six. <laughs> that was written by Core Jefferson, by the way. Oh, okay. episode six. Yeah. Oh well, then he's a genius. He's yeah, a genius. it was beautiful. It yeah. was a beautifully done episode. That episode, uh, our episode with Cord, either came out before this or after this. But anyway, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you're becoming more comfortable yes. in your setting. Yes. Well, you, uh, why didn't you go to an HBCU? Your mom had gone to Howard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that and and you are somebody who was looking at statistics as to how many black uh-huh. um, you know uh, students, students were in yes, the. That's yeah. very important. The reason why I didn't go to Howard is because I grew up going to arts camps on the campus and mm-hmm. Girl Scout camps It wasn't far enough away. Yes, and everyone knew me as, oh, your girl's daughter. Yeah. Oh, your, your little baby peppers. And yeah. I was yeah. like, no, I need to be on my own. And my mother actually encouraged me to not go to Howard either, 
only because she You could was... never live up to her, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> did either of your siblings end up going to Howard? Yes, my sister okay. did. Okay, yes. okay. Um, okay. Thank God, yes. because we need a legacy. Yes, like, yes, you know, yes. Yeah. And so, but my mom's there now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's a professor, which is fire. Like, imagine she I said to her colleagues just like, no, oh, no, I no, told no. Gia not to go here. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I just want to say why she said that. <laughs> because she did not really leave D.C. So she was just like, you need to go spread your wings, like see where you, what you can do. DC will always be here. We're always home. That is true. She was like, but there are so many HBCUs. You could have gone well, down to Atlanta. Well, so the reason why I didn't want to do, um, the reason why I didn't go to an HBCU is because it wasn't there wasn't one in New York, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and oh, that's the that, only that was reason the only, why New York right. is where I knew I needed to be for mm-hmm. entertainment. The thing is, I was. My parents grew up asking us, my mother specifically, every single day, what five, what were the five things we wanted to be and how were we going to get there? At least the top three, what was your plan to get there? And I, mine were always in entertainment. She was like, well, okay, so you're going to LA or New York? And I was like, well, I don't want to be that far from y'all, so New York. I always knew I wanted to go to New York and go to a place of that entertainment sphere. Of those five things, and maybe the you know over the course of maybe 10 years or whatever, yeah. they changed a bit. Yes. What's the most like left field one that you thought maybe you would have a career in? I wanted to be a veterinarian. I love animals. Did you have animals growing up? No, that's why. Oh, that's I why. <laughs> My godmother who passed away last November, rest in peace, she had always always had dogs and i was like man i want a dog like they're the best thing ever and my mom was like no yeah <laughs> you're not getting one what did she not like I about feel dogs? Like, I like your mom so yeah. much yeah. i love her she's the yeah. best yeah. are you honestly is it the, is Yo, it the hair yes. yeah. <laughs> is it the hair it's is it the, like you it walk the, in it it was the there are three kids and we all do three different activities after school. Mm-hmm. We never know what time we're going to get home. My mom also had, my mom also loves to work. So if she wasn't at her day job, she was at her practice. If she wasn't at her practice, she was helping, you know, the homeless that so others might eat. Like she was always around. Yeah. Dad is a journalist at this point, you know, producing at NPR. When breaking news would go, he would have to go. Like yeah. when 9-11 happened, um, he wasn't able to come home for a week and a half. Was he up in New York or was he down in D.C.? In D.C. At and, the Pentagon. Wow. At the Pentagon you know so close enough to the pentagon to where i was scared out of my mind and it's the main reason why i did not do hard news like that was the probably the traumatic experience that was like oh no i'm doing entertainment yeah there's no way someone's gonna call me and make me take stay away from my family you know when they're afraid yeah like is dad okay you know that that's scary for an 11 year old kid Yeah. yeah yeah um and so i uh absolutely would never do hard news like i ran away from it but full speed ahead. you also wouldn't do veterinary work. <laughs> yeah, so I took... And so what I realized is that I only like dogs. Um, and as a vet, Yeah, there's lots of other just, animals. You can't just be like, yeah, I'm the dog doctor. I'm the dog only. Yeah, yeah. sorry about your like, bird. Yeah, sorry, sorry to that bird. I just... I don't know that bird. I don't yeah. know that bird. I hate to ridiculous. I hope I don't say But sorry to that By bird. By the way, I've met a lot of birds in my life. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, this <laughs> and, is true. And yeah. would you help them? Uh, yes, yeah, I gave them yeah. lots of money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I didn't get it at first, but now I do. Okay. No, I didn't want to. I just didn't love other animals that much, and I was like, "Oh, you have to like do surgery. Mm -hmm. Like you have to see their blood." Science. Were you good at science? No. Jeff's not a veterinarian, but he made a career out of saving birds. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah by the way, the there team. is a there. There used to be a uh, store around here, a storefront at least, yeah. called Uptown Birds. Yeah, it's great, and it's the best storefront ever. Yeah. 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 
Did you make people like go stand by it? No, yeah. we should have done photo shoots in front yeah, of Uptown Birds. Make, yeah. Like you look perfect for this photo shoot that I'm trying to do. Imagine, imagine afterwards yeah. if we like did an episode and then we like walked ten blocks to take a picture in front. Like, oh yeah, it's it's a little journey, it's but little yeah, journey, it'll be worth it. By the way, it'd be amazing if we do that right after this one. Yeah. <laughs> G is honestly, like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, it's I would 30 do it degrees funny. outside. Yeah. Honestly, I would do it. I'm, so, okay. I'm goofy like that. So junior, senior year, you're more comfortable yes. in New Jersey yes. or at least at school. Yes, at school. Are you doing any internships at that yes. time? Yes, I was in. So my, so again, you did all the internships. All the in, I was intern shorty. My dad <laughs> made. It's solid yeah, yeah, it's great. My yeah. dad um, was uh, and still is to this day like my favorite person and to talk to about anything happening in my career because he gets it. And also, so he has great. that NPR voice. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, speaking of, here's my mother. Oh, call her right back. Shout she's out to her. Yeah, Shouts she's calling me to see if I got my ticket yet. I'm like, come on. Oh, uh, to, oh come to come home. home. I to, thought you to, got like a speeding ticket. Yeah. Or oh, no. Yeah, We're yeah. going to Jamaica for New Year's okay. as a family. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm calling right back. Are you going so, to Sandals? No. <laughs> no. We're going to Mo Bay at a nice little family resort. We ain't going to no sandals where people walk around naked. No. Um, and so. <laughs> I don't think we're talking about the same sandals. I'm talking about the one that Michael Scott went to. Oh, I don't know. I've yeah. never been to a sandals. Have oh, you seen The Office? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got I it. didn't see that episode though. I oh, haven't yeah. watched. I'm not an every episode person. Shout out to Deanna. I know. Scott. I was just gonna I say know. she would fight me. Very she disappointed right well, now. Yeah, she, she knows lots though. Of people. <laughs> <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> she saved. She knows. Um, she knows though. She yeah. knows because yeah. I'll be like, girl, that's so funny. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a funny office joke. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> LOL. LOL. Yeah. Deanna. Yeah. Like, we we both get this cultural reference. I get it. That's like me and Watchmen. Yeah. Exactly. Right, yeah, <laughs> okay. So, back to what we were saying every internship, I hit yeah. the table, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, my dad, when I went to college, he was like, So, the biggest thing you can do here is you have to make sure you intern, like, you don't need a grad school degree, you intern. And I was like, All right, so when as soon as I graduated, I went back home, and my first internship was with Donnie Simpson. And I was that's pretty his, good, yeah. I was his last morning show intern, and he was the highest paid radio DJ in DC. Wow. Wait, last one because you were the best intern, no, yeah. because he was on the way to retirement. So he did yeah. like a, a black album retirement, yes, like he retired for a year and a half and then went to the other station. Like, yeah. he was like, I need some time, he knew what he was doing, right? Yeah, he was yeah. like. I'm getting old. I need a good year and a half off. He right. retired. So I was his last summer intern before yeah. he retired that uh, the next like January. Um, and so he was the person that made me like really realize I wanted to be in entertainment as a personality, but I wasn't ready to like say that only because it takes a lot of like gumps and, and you have to have a lot of balls to say that. Yeah. And so um, I, I worked with him um, and I just remember him making every single person feel like a million bucks, whether, whether it was the gender or Jill Scott or the mayor, every person left feeling a hundred times better than when they than before when they came into his studio. That's really and I decent. was like, oh man, I, I see you can be a kind person. At this yeah. time, it was like the the rise of Diddy and Jay Z, and everybody was like, you got to be hort to be right. in entertainment. Like, right. rushing gonna die. Like, and I was like, I'm not that girl. Can I still be in this industry? And Donnie showed me that I could. Um, and so I worked with him. And then my next internship was with Big Tigger at that same radio station the next summer. Um, and two then, for two. Two for two. Yeah. So, I don't really know if it was official, but like as BET was taking shows off the air, all of the talent came down <laughs> in DC and did shows at WPC. But they were all from DC, right? Well, Donnie's from Detroit, actually, but he did a lot of DC. You know, when BET Video Soul was on, BET was still in DC. Yeah. But like yeah. They, all their big shows were in New York. But like Hits from the Street was in DC. But Rap City was in New York. 
between New York and D.C.? Oh, okay, so, right. And so I remember Tig moved back down yeah. from New York because he's from there, but he loves New York. Yeah. And so Tig moved. He, um, I also interned with him, and then Free came yep. and worked with him for a little bit. It was Danella who was on Black Carpet. So all the talent literally mm. was there, and I was like, I'm going to study them because they are who I want to be like. They literally are on television all the time. And so um, working with them was incredible, but I remember one point Tigger was, he was like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be on air. And he was like, you will never be on air. And I was like, yikes, why? And he was like, you're too shy. You're too reserved. What? Like when you get on air. But were again, you a, I'm an you intern then. But were you a different, like was, your personality was. I was observant. So, okay. So you were playing I was the like, wall. I was playing the intern role. Like yeah. when you're an intern, you do your work. You keep your head As down. You're told. You speak when you've spoken to at first, especially. And you do like you, you show up and you show out. Yeah. I was not trying to like. Get on the air and be on the, you know, I wasn't. Yeah, trying to yeah. Be if you do too much, you might offend them yeah. or like they'll be like. Mm, and so I was always very too much, too fast. Right. Yeah, 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 and so yeah, I was yeah. always very like, yes. What else do you guys need? Okay, great, <laughs> great, Bob, be back. Like you know, like I was very chill. So how'd you take it? Um, I took it as I you need to be louder. Yeah. No, I ain't flipped no desk, but I was just <laughs> like, I need to be louder about who I want to be. Yeah. Like if I want to be in this game, people need to know that, and I need to start showing up as that. And so. Then I interned at the Wendy Williams show when it was just first, like, first season. Notoriously nice. <laughs> oh. Still nice. Her television show. Her television show. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. This is her first season of her television show. Mm-hmm. This is my first internship in New York. Um, and so I would wake up, like, 7 a.m., get on the, no, 5 a.m., get on the bus for 6 and then get to the studio by 7, clean everything, you know, do the whole intern thing, research packets, all that, live show, then stay all day, then go back to school. And so... I knew then. I was like, okay, so Wendy's definitely not my speed. Right. But I can still do this. And then my last internship was with Live with Kelly, um, it, with Kelly Ripa at okay. the studios. Television versus radio. Yes. How much did you like one over the other? I was like, television is it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to start with television. I don't care what happens. Yeah. Like, radio, what I, what I learned and observed from that, I was like, okay, so everybody comes back to radio. Like, radio will always be there. I don't know if it's going to be there by the time I'm ready. No, but podcasting is the new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like I was like, people do that after they've done television, after they've gone to New York and lived their greatest life. They come back home and enjoy. And so that's what I kind of hope for my career as well. Yeah. After I get like some great, great, great 10, 15 years out here doing my thing, planting seeds everywhere to raise children, to have a family, to settle down in D.C. would yeah. be my dream. What was the biggest controversy while you were at Wendy Williams? Whitney's passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't even like a controversy, but it was more like she, Wendy for the first time broke down like uncontrollably, uncontrollably on air because she just felt like it could have been her. Like she, everyone who didn't who didn't say anything to Whitney when the drugs got bad, and she was the only one who actually called her out on on the radio, even though she hated Wh- Wendy. Whitney did not like Wendy Williams. <laughs> it's you know publicized yeah, everywhere. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. She was just like, I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have helped her more. She should still be here. She's my age. Mm. Um, and that was the biggest, saddest time. Um, did you cry that day? I did. Mm-hmm. I'm a Whitney stan. Mm. I love Whitney Houston. When Because I remember Michael Jackson passed not too long uh, around that same time. And I was just like, dang, these are people that I grew up 
loving yeah. and, and listening to like when you listen to somebody every day they become part of your like DNA exactly right yeah. and so Whitney Houston meant the world to me and I didn't I didn't think of her as a bad person I, I thought of her as a person who was lost and needed guidance and needed real people in her life but had been so famous that she had been isolated from yeah. it yeah. and now hearing like different accounts since she's passed knowing that she wanted to love someone she couldn't necessarily love like mm-hmm. this is it's it's sad. Yeah. Every like I feel I feel like the Whitney Houston story is one of the most tragic in pop culture history because not only did she pass, then like a year later her daughter passed in the same way. Really, yeah. really and sad. And so it's just the saddest thing ever. Wow, we whipped that guy. I know. Yeah. I know. What is happening? That was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah. On the other Actually, side no, of that things, that was you. It was <laughs> yeah. me. That yeah. was all me. There could have been lots of other controversies. You, I know, you were the one. Yeah, we could have talked one. about Wendy's husband. That's a you know. Yeah, yeah but I wasn't yeah. there I during yeah. that time. Yeah. So on the other side of the coin. Kelly Ripa seems like a really nice person. She is. Okay. She is nice. I'm okay, not, good. No. Okay, so this great. is right after, this was the, Regis had finally retired yes. in December of He didn't year. pull the Donnie Simpson. No. <laughs> <laughs> Regis is somewhere chilling. Um, Donnie is on air in DC 37 yeah. every day. Magic 102.3. Yeah. He's, um, so he, so Regis leaves and Kelly starts auditioning hosts. Yeah. And it was like every day there was a new host. There was a new guy. She loved everyone. But what I love about Kelly Ripa is like I feel like she's my spirit animal in many ways. I get her goofiness and I get yeah. her her delivery. I get the way she talks to people. I understand how she kind of makes fun of herself in yeah. order for other people to feel more comfortable. Yeah. I don't really do that sometimes. <laughs> but I understood her goofiness. And so she was so sweet to me and literally the nicest host, television host that I'd ever gotten to work with. Because when you are an intern, you don't get to work with the host. Right. You work with every the producers. Sure. Yeah. You work Gelman or yeah, yeah. You work yeah. with Gelman, yeah. but yeah. not there. Yeah. Gelman works with the producers. You work with the producers and then producers work with Gelman and you might see Gelman every once in a while and he's nice too. But you know, it's not that. But I do remember Michael Strahan coming around a lot. And I was like, he's going to get it. Wow. Because he was just so, he and Kelly had that vibe. So it if was, you had money to put down, you would have put him. down Michael Strahan. Wow. And Is it too late? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. well they're, they're, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> they're not working at GMA. But who, were, who were some of the other people? Seth Myers was Seth there? Seth Myers. Um, who was who else was there? It was uh, not the not not the Keanu Reeves got jail. Well, I remember Kim Kardashian co-hosted one day. I knew she wasn't going to get it, but she was cute. <laughs> she didn't get it. She would have women and men in the chair all the time. And when she was gone, like Sherry Shepard would step in as her host and they were bringing another host. I'm trying to think of who else. There were a lot of really big like actors and comedians that had come through. Um, but I can't remember their names right now. And it's sad. I probably have it in my email. Like yeah. I still have the rundown wow. in my emails because I have the same Gmail. So, so after yeah. you graduate college... Or right when you're about to graduate college, you've had all these amazing internships. Yeah. Are you like, oh, I'm in a position just to get a job right away? Yep. And did you? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you remember 2012? It was like recession. That was a rough time. Yeah. It was like, everybody was like, we aren't, we're working as janitors. None of us can find jobs. Nothing wrong with being a janitor. Right. But when you have a certain degree in a certain area of expertise, you expect to get a job in that right, yeah. field. Life is a straight path, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so they say. Yeah. And so... Um, I had so I also in between my internships had done a lot of programs like the Ween Academy, which is the Women in Entertainment Empowerment Network Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like, you guys remember I want to work for Diddy. Yeah. And like all those crazy, like I want to work for somebody shows. Yeah, yeah. the Missy Elliott. Yes, uh, one, yes. The it Dame was like, Dash one. Yes, yeah. it was like that, but for women of color who wanted to work in entertainment. Right. Very so, specific. Very specific. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was. Um, Belisha Butterfield-Jones, who is one of the, uh, she is the director of diversity and inclusion at Google right now, yep. but before then she was Russell Simmons' right-hand woman. Um, 
there was Sabrina Thompson who used to work for like Court TV and now she is an incredible producer of her own and, and has a production company. So it was a lot of women who would come in and teach us on a day-to-day basis. So it was like Angela Yee would come in and teach us for an hour about what it's like to be on air. Amanda Seals would come in and teach us about different things. It was like we were getting a crash course in what it was like to be in entertainment and then we would get assignments like, hey, so turn in a 15-page business plan tomorrow. We're going to Boston to volunteer. Do it on the bus tonight. Like it was like that type of crazy workspace type of moment. But I say all that to say I graduated from that uh, program with 29 women of color who literally looked like me and wanted to be in the same area as me. So my manager today was is my ween sister. Wow. Do you guys know you know Heather? Homegirl Heather from New Orleans. I don't think we've met. Okay, I'll introduce you guys. She yeah. has everything. But she um, is an incredible... Is that who we have to go through now to talk to you? No, that's <laughs> my baby. That's my sister. She's actually... You're like, I'm going to introduce you. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. She's never an incredible have to talk again. producer at yeah. VH1. She does great work at VH1. Um, my other my other ween sister, Manisha Guillaume, is one of the directors of television and production at Condé Nast. Uh, so, like, everybody... Did incredible things. some success yeah. stories. It yeah. So of the twenty nine, all twenty nine are still in the industry. Or? Um, about twenty of us are still in the industry. Wow, I mean that's a good percentage. Tammy yeah. Tamioni, who is a, an incredible artist now, she's a singer and a songwriter. She has just put out a project that's on Spotify and Apple and doing really well. And so it's like everybody's following their path, and it's really dope to see Brittany O'Garo. She works at a, a Capital Music Group now. Yeah. So and she's like a huge director of publicity there, or a, a, something big. I don't know everybody's title because everybody moves a lot. Yeah. But there's a lot of incredible women who yeah. are in that program. And so we look back now and we that was what, 20, 2010? Yeah, 2010, 2011. We look back now and we were those hun- hungry girls that wanted to enter and do everything and now we're doing that. Yeah, so amazing. Was, yeah, and so it feels really cool. And then I also did another program that completely just fell off my I don't even remember. But I say all that to say I was doing other things to like help. Oh, and ABJ. I was oh, right a part of the National Association of Black Journalists. Yep. Especially if you're a journalist, I suggest you go to the conference. Yep. So I went to the career fair the summer before, the summer after I graduated because no, none of my friends were finding jobs. Everybody was still blogging for free, creating their own sites off of their parents' couch. Yep. We were just it's all real, trying to- It's a real thing. We were just trying to make it work. Yeah. Most of the bloggers were blogging off of somebody's couch. Yeah. Like we all were. And so we- um. What I was having too much fun at home, and my mom was like, <laughs> you're not, you graduated a month ago, you've had enough fun getting checks, I'm going to take you to your aunt's house in um, Brooklyn. And I'm like, I don't even know her, like, what are you doing? Like, she's 87, like, what is happening? She's like, no, you're going to stay there and try to find a job. It was supposed to be two months. It ended up being eight years. <laughs> so shout out to my aunt. But my mom knew if I stayed in D.C. and Maryland, I would have just had the time of my life and wouldn't have done anything. Right. Oh, so you were having too much fun. I, like, I, like, I thought you were, like, kidding. You were like, oh. I was having a great time after graduating. I was going to everybody's cookout. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. other weekend, it was a cookout. Right. Then it was somebody's birthday. Then it was somebody's 21st. Like, like it mm-hmm. was just like. Going to club love. Club. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was stayed in love. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were standing <laughs> on all the couches. Yes. Jeezy so was in no. there. Yeah. And you were just like. That was not cool. I was, <laughs> my friend's brother was able to get us in. But after that, no. And the solution was to drop you off. In Brooklyn. Way away from home. Yes. Mom yeah. was like, the, the, you did great work when you were in New York and New Jersey. You're having too much fun here. Mm-hmm. You need to go back to New did York. Did you want to hear that or no? No, I was mad okay. at my mom. <laughs> what? I was like. You went to New York, which was like all you wanted to do. I just wanted a good three months off. Yeah. <laughs> I was 
a month and a half into like just like, celebrate mom i'm done with school like i've been, I've been interning like every well, second I've, of my life yeah yeah can i have a break she was like this ain't no break this, this you is had gail's your house break. Okay. just a gail yeah yeah <laughs> you had your break yeah lead let's mm-hmm. get gail on the podcast yeah i need look i'll bring her back she Yo. really would love it and so um she uh yes dragged me off to my aunt's house there was this was in the middle of july we all know new york in july is like disgusting disgusting 90 degrees my aunt did not have ac Mm-hmm. Um, was sleeping like with 14 fans on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a job at like some agency. Um, it was a random advertising agency where you like had to scan documents and it was weird. To say all that to say, a few weeks later, I got a call from a woman I met at the NABG, NABJ career fair and her name was Linda Coop and she's incredible. She's at CBS Radio News. And she's like, hey, do you want a job? It's like really like barely entry level. Like you're a, a level above Scanning an intern. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like, you'll be right. It will be you'll be a desk associate overnight. And I was like, overnights like what, what that means. <laughs> she was like, that means uh, uh, what was the times? It was 1230 to 830, then 830 to like, I think 4 a.m. Overnights at, on the news desk. So that means you field the calls from the local news stations. Their, Twitter had just become a thing then. You ran the Twitter. You helped people like g- gather news for the top of the hour. They're different reports. This is the Dan Rather you yeah. know, news studio. You're like, legendary. do you have air conditioning? Right. And they're like, yes. You're like, I'm there. I was, there. Like, I was yeah. like, I'm yeah. there. Sign me up. And so I didn't think I could do it. I was like, oh, God. I, you know, I never wanted to do hard news. Yeah. Here I am working at hard news. And overnight. So, overnight. So my first day... The James Holmes trial was happening and the Sandusky trial. And so I should have taken that as a, hey, girl, you probably won't love this. But I knew I wanted to get my foot in the door. And so that was my first like foray into news. I worked overnights during those times. Oh, it was midnight to 8 a.m., midnight to 8 a.m. And so I would work from midnight to 8 a.m., watch all the late night shows, look up different things that I would want to do, write down my dreams. Like I would just be working, but also thinking about what I really wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Working, but really not working. <laughs> That's what it sounds <laughs> well, like. from midnight to 4 a.m. There wasn't it's much a slow, news happening, yeah. thank God. So you had a little bit of time to like go to the bathroom. That's when I fell in love with Starbucks. Like lots of energy <laughs> drinks, lots of Starbucks, lots of prayer. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, Wait, were you taking the... So you had to take the subway from Brooklyn yes. to Manhattan. Yes. So I would try to leave by 11. And then take the um, take the local to Atlantic, and then take the express all the way down to 59th, and then you have to walk. But I usually take a cab because it's gotten late. When you're returning, it was 8 a.m. And you're doing like the opposite of what everyone else is doing yeah. when they're getting up and they're all fresh yes. and they're going into work. Yeah. When was your wake up time? I would have to wake up at 10. At or night? Nine, yeah, 9 p.m. 9 9:30. Oh, so you really missed the entire day? Oh. You were like a vampire. Yeah. So I'll do, so you would, what would happen is I would try to like do whatever I needed to do. Like if I needed to go shopping or grocery, da, 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 I would do that from like nine to one. Go home, clean, do all that regular stuff. And then try to get some rest from like one to eight. What does and that do to your like brain? You just feel crazy <laughs> because the thing is we had all graduated, right? So everybody's getting into the new york nightlife and every like weekend everyone's like there's a party come and i'm like hey okay <laughs> and so during the weekends i would go be like i'm gonna be the first one there y'all and be there at 10 o'clock and i would stay till 11 30 and go to my job like it was one of those things but i that i always had to 
just figure it out. But I was never really a big party girl. Like right. I had never done like the two dollar Tuesdays at Rutgers. I only went once in my senior year because I was always interning. I was always super focused. Yeah. So I knew this is what I wanted to do. But I only lasted at CBS for six months. Um, and the reason why is because like the news started to get to me to the point where like it was making me so sad every day. Um, I would come home and cry because people were getting killed, and you just have to like be desensitized to. Yeah. It. Right. In my last, that's really hard. It's really hard. In my last, um, also, you don't really have time to cry. You don't. You have to go to the news. You have to go to the bathroom after everything is done. After the news break is done, and then you can cry and then come right back. And so, sounds pretty great. Yeah, it was awesome. And so that <laughs> summer, um, actually, my one of my really great friends who had gone to St. John's University, she was killed in a drive-by shooting. Oh in my Boston. god! Oh my god! Yeah. And so um, we were twenty-three. Went to the funeral. Went up. Asked to take off. And I remember seeing her name cross the newswire. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I need to be here that much longer. And I went up and her father is a pastor and a huge pastor in Boston. So he had all these pastors pray over us. Um, and that was when I decided to stop living in fear, to stop playing with my dreams, to stop playing with life because it was not guaranteed. And to realize that life is short. Holy like, shit. This is a girl who I was texting two weeks ago. Who asked me about earrings and I was like, Yeah, girl, I'm going to work. Sorry, I gotta run. I can't like it made it changed everything for me. And so I came back, you know, obviously closer, much closer to God, but also just very if I was focused, laser focused on what I wanted to do. So I gave myself like two, three more months at CBS. I like was like, I don't care what I have to do, but CBS isn't for me. Um, my last straw was the Sandy Hook shooting. We were watching the live stream, and you see parents who are getting ready to do a news conference live on the air, who have five and six-year-old children who are like crying because they're like, where is so-and-so? And they're like, they have to figure out what to say to America about a school shooting where their baby, they had them this morning and now they're not coming home. And so I legit was like, that was the first time when I ever felt like I had to just take a break and breathe and tear up in the newsroom because you watch these parents go through there. You can't. You just can't imagine it. Um, and so when everyone, but then when everyone else was like, "Yo, what's the number? Is it twelve or thirteen kids who are dead? How many are dead?" I was like, "Yo, can we take a break?" Like, yeah, that was enough for me. So literally the next well, because it's hard because mind. it's like news is a business, right? Right. You I, like I get why you have to do that. I just am not that built person. For that. I'm yeah. not built for it. Totally understood. So I left. I You're got a built job. for veterinary. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fixing right. puppies. Dogs only. Yeah, yeah. dogs only. Um, nice dogs only. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry to the mean dogs. Yeah. No mean dogs. <laughs> or even just like, you know, the the, the way too cool dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can do cool dogs. Cool dogs I can do. But yeah, so I turned in um, my, my, my resignation, you know, uh, like two weeks later. Resignation? You were an entry level. <laughs> know, yeah. That sounds I very. Said, I was a, well, I resigned. I yeah. mean, I still, I talked to them and said I was not coming back. You had a press conference. I had a, <laughs> it was me. It was LeBron's. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He was saying he was going to Miami. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I said, I'm I taking my going, talents. I'm taking my talents to, to advertising. Yeah. So I did advertising for a year. And the, um, I did advertising at this place called KBS. And it was like one year. I stayed for one year. But what I loved was it was on the straight, same street as SOBs. And I did not turn in my badge don't do that y'all don't listen to me but i knew what i was doing hell yeah i did not turn to my badge from cbs and so you would go downstairs yes. into sob's and so i'm like and then hey, go you remember the andre offices? barnes do you guys yeah, remember for sure. andre barnes yep. oh yeah so andre barnes brought over a uh, little brother wow yeah. that's yeah. so cool yeah. yeah so andre gave me my first shot as a freelancer 
little does he know. So at this point, I'm walking <laughs> Wait, in. Wait, why is it little does he know? I'm telling him. <laughs> so on one of my lunch breaks, I'm an entry level uh, associate account producer or something yeah, at some, KBS. Yeah, some garbage so, title that right. yeah, doesn't yeah. mean Basically anything. Basically means yeah. I'm the assistant to the assistant. Right. Yeah. Um, I scan sound, documents. Yeah. I scan yeah. documents. Trying to sound important but on LinkedIn. they gave yeah. me a laptop. And so I was able to get a lot done. And so while one day on my lunch break, I walk down there and I bring my CBS ID and I walk in there and I'm serious. I'm like, hi, can I speak to the head of publicity here? Because I would like to uh, be on the press list for this. Uh, I, I'm a journalist. and I just need to speak to him. Somebody bought me down to Andre. And I'm like, hello, nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Gia Peppers from CBS Entertainment. Mind you, there was no CBS Entertainment. Yeah, this yeah. Time. They don't need to know. No one looked. Yep. And I said, hi, G. Pepper from CBS Entertainment. I'm here today because my my manager, my editor, sorry, my editor wants me to start just like fielding different requests. And I would love to be added to your press list. You know, if there are artists who want to, you know, be in this venue and be interviewed, I would love to be on one of the press lists, whatever. And Andre looks at me like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you, he knew something wasn't right. Like, yeah. who does this girl think She's she like, is? This walking? isn't your real yeah. voice. <laughs> <laughs> Walking in here. Just yeah, email me 22. at twenty-two. at Rutgers.edu. <laughs> fine, yeah. Not yeah. at Gmail because they yeah. definitely after those three months they were like gone. So my, this is like February of like the year after I graduated, yeah. and so he was he added me to the press list, and he was just like, okay, so what I'll do is I'll connect you with their managers. If they are interested in interviews, they will get back to you. And so I was like, okay. So my first interview, so I just started, I started freelancing when I was at that place. Cause I was like, I'm here at SOBs. Let me not waste that, the space of being here. Yeah, right. right. I'm a very important journalist. Can you deliver some <laughs> bottles to yeah. my table? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I wasn't there. I was just like, I'm just trying to be in a mix. Like, yeah, let right. me be a journalist. Yeah. And so I start interviewing. Um, and my first interview ever was actually Bridget Kelly. Oh, which wow. is so funny because now we're friends. I'm like, girl, you know, he's my first interview. <laughs> and so my friend Kimmy, who was a records grad, bought her camera and we just go back there. And at this time, this is right Had after Had a pretend she... interview? No, it was real. I mean, I put it on my blog and I, and I shopped it to different places but it ultimately went on my blog and so um bridget was the coolest person i was like i can do still this. is yeah yes. yeah and i was like i could do this and so after that i started working with different blogs in the area like music exclusives and different things like that started doing more red, red carpets and then little by little i just started to build my reel and then ebro darden saw what i was doing and he was so like, he saw you first before diani well i knew diani from um from Rutgers around oh. the way because she when she left school yeah right she w came back home and yeah. so I knew Diani but we weren't like close like I just knew her like yeah oh hey girl he's okay. and so shout out to P Way <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 no, for her not me. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we went to. Um, so I was doing red carpets and you remember when uh, VH1 gave Hot 97 that uh, reality this is show? Yeah, this, this is Hot 97, is Hot 97. Yeah. so you remember the premiere and so oh. Yeah. yeah, we were there. Yeah, I feel we, like we you were guys there. were yeah. there. Yeah, 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 I was covering there. the carpet for a blog at that time. And so I'm interviewing Mona Scott after I'd interviewed Ebro. And Ebro comes back over and interrupts and is like, Mona, just want to let you know, this girl is going to be on TV one day. She got the face. She got the personality. She's going to be good. Yo, he's wow. the opposite of Big Tigger. <laughs> I know. But at this point, I was ready, though. Yeah, I was yeah, doing yeah. the red carpets. Yeah. Tigger helped me wake Shout up. Shout out to him. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. All I'm saying is Nick Cannon introduced us to Harvey <laughs> Weinstein. <laughs> And Ebro in, uh, introduced you to Mona Scott. Right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say yeah. from that, but this is all facts. Yeah. Um, and so Ebro and I would see each other all the time, and I would be like, "Hey, Ebro, good to see you." Like, you know, young, it's me. Hungry, yeah. yeah. 
14 times he remembered me yes. after 14 times. Yeah. And he was like, oh, let's be, because I have a project that I think you might be good for. And I'm like, oh, me? Okay. Were you still working right by I was working at N- SOBs? I was working at NSTARS at this time, which was, I believe, a front for uh, cocaine, <laughs> some type of drug money. Wow. Mike, there would be checks that came, came, they would say Friday, they would come two weeks later. Like, thank God I was living with my aunt. I would have been evicted from where yeah, right. I was living. Yeah, right, yeah. It was, a, it was a front, but it was a website. It was a beautiful front. How exciting. <laughs> right. I was able to start the YouTube there and become a new... Uh, this is everything New York City promised you and more. And yeah. literally. Yeah. And so, but still, I was working there and around the wall. It was in the financial district. And so I would see him, you know, he would be doing lunch or something like that. And then we had lunch and he was just like, I'm starting a, a website called blameebro.com. Yeah. I want you to run it. Yeah. And I'm like... Okay. Did right. you tell him that it was a bad website name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to say yeah. that. No, it was great, Ebro. We yeah. love you, Ebro. Yeah. Um, so, no, he went. So, he let me start running um, the website. And he was like, I need you to come into the studio. We're going to be live from 6 to 10. You come in around 8. Like, we'll meet. That's a good Ebro, by the way. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. like, Ebro in the morning. Yeah. And so, I was like... <laughs> Okay, so I started working there like three days a week. And at, at that same time, the Wizards were looking for a new host. And so I sent in my reel, and I didn't think they would say anything back. They were like, yeah, we want you to come in and audition. And you understood that that was in Washington, D.C. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm, again, at this point, I'm really starting my relationship with God. So I was just like, Lord, if this is for me, make it work for me. If there is a way that I can be in New York, because at this point, I'm starting to really get really great opportunities up here. Entry level, but yeah. great opportunities, foot in the door opportunities yes. in entertainment. Yeah. So I'm like, Lord, I can't drop either. So if this is for me, make it work for me. So I uh, auditioned. It was like preseason. It was like America's Next Top Model where like every week <laughs> someone get eliminated. And so the city voted me in to be the host for the Washington Wizards. And Rodney Rakai and I did that for four seasons. And so it was literally the greatest four seasons ever because I love basketball. I love the NBA. I grew up in that arena. Like being a kid, parents had season tickets. That's I was there for Kwame Brown, Juan Dixon, Michael Jordan, Richard Hamilton. Like I was there <laughs> during the all the Wizards saga you know, so it was great for me to like be there and be the host. And so um, I was ever, on an Amtrak. Yeah, all the time. So were you in the quiet car? All the time. <laughs> what? What? Do you know I like, I had to sleep on the train. If you heard someone else open their mouth on the quiet car. Or take a phone call. Oh, God forbid. So that's where <laughs> I love to see white privilege at work. Because I knew that I couldn't say anything because people would just look at me like, girl, shut up. But the white women on there, they are so good at the, (laughs) excuse me, stop. This is the quiet car. Like, I would wait (laughs) for any person around me to just tell them because I can't. Because if I say it, I'm going to get in trouble. You know, people, they was kicking black women off of trains all the time, like last two years ago. So I was like, I'm not going to get kicked off no train because I I just usually put mine on my headphones. But yeah, I would be on train. So what would happen is, if I had to host a game, which was like two to three nights a week, if, unless they were on road trips, I would have to take a noon train down from New York. I would take the 12 o'clock, get to New York, get to D.C. Gallery Center by 4.30, go over to the Verizon Center, which is now the Capital One Arena. Verizon Center, get there by 4.30, do my makeup till 5, 5.30. Then we'd have a production meeting at 5.30. We'd start hosting at 6.20 for the pre-show. We'd host till 9.30. Mom and dad would come to the game sometimes. Mom and dad would take me back home. Dad would wake me up at 4.30 a.m. I would be on the 5.25 a.m. train back in New York by 8.20 like I was never what? gone. Yeah. Did that two to three times a week for four years. 
And so when I say I lived on an Amtrak and it didn't make sense for me to pay rent yeah, right. in New York, yeah. that's what I did. And so I'm trying to think what's the worst schedule you going down to DC all the time or you doing overnights? Like you've had some <laughs> awful But I wanted this. I know. No, like true. nothing ever would is gonna make me stop. Like I was like, if this is the opportunity for me, make it work. So yeah. I was yeah. on the boat bus, I was on the Amtrak, yeah, I was oh. on everything because Were they covering all that, the transportation? Uh, not for the first two seasons. So I was investing in everything that I wanted to be. Where would the Bolt Bus drop you off? Um, Bolt Bus drops you off. By Union Station? By Union Station. Got it. Yeah. And then also yeah. by uh, Penn Station, but like on the outside. No, no, no. Like I get down, up like, here. The weird, yeah. Down there. Yeah. Yeah. Weird Union streets Station. down there. Mm-hmm. Those are some grim areas in uh-huh. New York. Yeah. For sure. But luckily, I was taking those down at noon. So like no one yeah. was really down there. It was like off-peak times. Right. And so, um, so you didn't get to see all the prostitutes lined up no, by the... Okay. No, that was... It was a little late for mm-hmm. them. They were Shout out to sleeping. all my uptown birds. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there they go. And so, um, yeah, and so I, I, but I was always that hungry. I was always that girl. I'm still that girl. Like, I'm like, I don't care how I have to make it work. I'm going to make it work because this is what I want to do. And hosting for the Wizards. 15,000 people a night live running around well jumbotron hosting yeah right yeah, yeah. So, like, so like in section 400 right like, hey guys come on down. so that's you and like rodney a, yeah and like oh a, you had to do like the trivia stuff yeah like, like, all like, the fun stuff but like you're running around and like it's like heels right, yeah and heels Gotta up move. to section Gotta 400 yeah. rodney didn't have to do that in heels he definitely did not <laughs> mm-hmm. and most of the time because rodney was it was his stadium at that point mm. so rodney would be like oh i'm not gonna uh gia can go do it and I used to roll my eyes and I said, you know, this is crazy, but I'm going to go do it. Until I started, like, my, by my third season, I was like, y'all can send the, um, the, the pack squad, the little squad up there, and y'all can get me from down here. Right. I ain't doing all that. I'm getting old. My knees is getting this old. This is my stadium this now. Is my, this is my stadium, too. How about yeah, that? Yeah. But I will say, working with, working with the Wizards changed my entire, like, hosting acumen because I learned how to read a room, read a crowd, understand that if the guys aren't doing that great, it's still our job to keep the audience entertained and engaged. And so it became like a family. Like people still, I went to Martha's Vineyard this summer and some woman, I was, yep. I'll be in a vineyard. Okay, shout out to the vineyard. <laughs> the Obamas this is, just bought a house. This privilege. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I really did. That's why I say Cosby Show. Like, do you remember when Vanessa came home and was like, I'm gonna, I got in a fight and Felicia Rashad was like, why? And they was like, because the girls was calling me rich. Yeah. <laughs> And that's all I gotta say. Remembering Captain Marvel when <laughs> no, you ain't seen it, you ain't never seen it. And, um, and so yeah, um, yes. But but anyway, I learned so much because also working with Rodney, he's taught me how to stand up for myself. Like Rodney is now an incredible, like, an incredible host, still hosting. He's done stuff with Revolt and a lot of different things. Works with Hennessy out in LA. But he was like, he, I was so nice and green. I just wanted to be nice to everybody. And he was like, no, you have to say. When it's too far. As a woman, you have to stand up for yourself. And if someone doesn't like you, so be it. But if something is too wrong, if something is wrong, say it. If they're not paying you enough, say it. Don't worry about everything else. Say what you need. At what point in your tenure with the the Wizards were you like, oh, I get it and I'm I'm hitting? Um, There was, well, okay, so there was a time, there was a time when Ronnie's, had to start like well, there was a few games where he couldn't come to because he was doing stuff with like really dope brands like Nike. They would have him come in and be like Kyrie, like he was doing great things, and and so I would have to do the games by myself, and I was still able to get the arena as hype as when Ronnie wasn't there, and for a long in time heels. in heels. <laughs> 
about that. <laughs> and so <laughs> for that a part. long time, yeah. that part. Yeah. And so <laughs> for a long time, I always thought like, oh, they wouldn't like me if he, you know, if he's not here. Like it always felt like, but I was like, oh, I can do this by myself. Um, and that's when I started to stand, step into my own confidence, my own voice, like literally the power of my own voice was making me feel com- confident. And so, yeah, that was, those were the times where I knew I got it. And I also knew I had to leave when they didn't want to pay for my travel anymore. And I was like, you're like, bitch, you're the Washington Wizards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, who's, I'm sorry, this is an NBA team. And <laughs> y'all can't pay for my Amtrak's and all the other employees get free Amtrak when they ride. That's a little nuts. That's what you're I You're dropping said. me off by the prostitutes yeah, on 34th Street. <laughs> I'm not taking a boat no more. Y'all pay for this Estella and I'm going to be on it. And so I knew they were, they tried to give me like a raise that was going to make me take a loss ultimately. And I was like, I'll be all right. Yeah. And after that, things started to open up for me because people knew I was living in New York. I wasn't on the Amtrak, you know, it's too much. And so, um, but it was the greatest experience of my life. Like, I'm still close with John and a lot of the team, the, the members there. The John team. as in John Wall? John Wall. Okay. A lot sorry, of just, you know, yeah. first name basis. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Wall, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah, have the yeah. same birthday. Same day, same year, same everything. Do you have what? the same, like, same parents? Yeah. No, we don't have the same <laughs> parents, so we're not twins. <laughs> No, no, no. John is like lit. Like, yeah. He likes to have fun. Yeah. He likes yes. to be our, out with All his of our boys. friend John is yeah. so great. <laughs> yeah. We all Alex, love John. Yeah. Yeah. Our bestie. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but he's a dad now. So, like, he's a little bit more reserved. <laughs> he's um, not playing this season. Yeah. But, yeah, we were his birthday, for our birthday. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I went home to Washington, D.C. I always have two parties. My birthday is September 6th. And so I always have a party in New York in D.C. because. Why not? Yeah. And um, what a life. Well, because I have a lot of friends in New York and I have a lot of friends in DC. And right. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Get it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. okay. Yeah. And so this is the Amtrak. Like, why not? And Remember yeah. how I was saying, like, birthdays are like a lot? You're just like, not enough. No. Yeah. I'm a big birthday person. I mean, you are a Virgo. That's I like a, a thing, Virgo. right? And, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> and I mean, also, after KK, my friend who was killed in Boston, mm-hmm. passed. I was like, legit, I might not be here next year. Like, we do Value not today. know yeah. Yeah. what's going to happen. If I can celebrate making it to another year, that's I'm going to go all out. It's yeah, like, you don't. only get one time to celebrate yeah, you're right. that. You're so right. that's you're right. Or for your, in your case, two times. Two times. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the one. It's a, it's a whole time. I just yeah. see it as yeah. a time. Right. Time is a flat circle. And, <laughs> and let me do... The all the birthdays that fill yeah. up the circle. Yeah, it's like if people can't make it to my birthday party, I'm like, well, don't worry, I'll celebrate yeah. for the month. You can That's right, yeah, 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 birthday yeah, month. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or dinner. Uh, and so, so you come back to New York. Yes. And you're you're like, all right, I'm I'm on a path, but it's switching up once more. Yeah. So where do you find something next? Up here. Well, okay, so during the time where I got the job with Ebro at Hot 97. BlameEbro.com. BlameEbro.com. Click on the <laughs> yeah, affiliated links. <laughs> yeah, Marissa Mendez and I ran that together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Marissa's my baby. Shout out to Marissa Shout out to Marissa. And so... We I ran- would also like to shout out Marissa. I yes. just didn't want to chime in too late. That's okay, fine. there you go. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Love you, Marissa. Yeah. And so we were working there together and then um, there were four girls, four other black women there at Hot 97 and their names are Safira, Rebecca, Alicia, and of course, Diani, Scotty Beam. Yes. And we decided... One day we were just talking about relationships and life. You know how it goes. And we were having girl talk in the lobby of Hot 97. Amongst yourselves. Amongst ourselves. Ebro starts filming us. And he's <laughs> like, this is what it looks like when black girls get up. Look at them. Da-da-da. He was like, this would be funny if it was a black woman's podcast. And we were like, what'd you say? Say that one more time. 
And he was like, y'all should do a podcast. And we were like, we should do a podcast. We got studios all around. Why don't we do a podcast? And so from that moment, we decided we were going to do it. We started a group chat. We started to do all that. And a few months later, we did our first record in this in the hot one of the Hot 97 studios. And so you can literally blame Ebro for everything. For everything. <laughs> yeah. No, for at least that podcast. And so yeah. that happened. We're on. We're gonna enter into our third year. We're uh, so that's incredible. We love our podcast. It has yeah. become like a safe space for young Black women who think that like every part of life is a struggle. Like we we get to talk about the real parts of life. But we cried on our podcast. We we pray on our podcast. We talk about the things we want to do, and we've all grown so much from just hearing each other's stories. Yeah. And so we always call it the the messiness behind the magic. Like yeah. people always believe that black women are these magical beings because we can do a lot with a little, but we're also human. And yeah. so we make that space for uh, everyone who listens to be human. And men listen. We've had a marriage off of our podcast. A, a woman and a man listened to the podcast together when we were talking about relationships. And they were able to open up their communication so well that like a year later, he asked her to marry marry her. Wait, they, they knew each other before. They knew each other before the podcast. Okay. So one day uh, they were in a fight. They didn't, they didn't just like write into the podcast. No. And they were like, hey, oh, no, I, I am in... <laughs> I'm in yeah. um, Iowa and I would yeah. like to be someone. No. Yeah. They were together mm-hmm. and this uh, one of our listeners, she's a woman, she made her boyfriend listen because she was like, this is how I feel. You're not hearing me. And so he was like, oh, okay. And it ended up being a catalyst for opening up their communication better. Were you invited to the wedding? They, I don't know if they had it yet. Oh, okay. But they sent us the video. He asked her on a plane. Wow. And the plane video went on Shade Room. So it was kind of <laughs> all of our. <laughs> on a plane? Yeah, he asked her on a plane. Like, he asked the flight attendants to give him the thing. Oh, sort of like a wedding singer. Yes. yes. Yo, a cultural reference that we all understand. Yeah, they- <laughs> <laughs> Should have been posted to blameebro.com. It yeah, should have. Yeah, <laughs> well, we did. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. No, no, actually, no, Blame Ebro was over by then. Okay. This was like last year. Got it. Yeah. Blame exactly. Ebro lives on. By the way, <laughs> um, one time, so Erica Ramirez, shouts to Erica, she um, invited us, she was doing a series for L.com. Okay. Rap uh, personalities and, 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 and rappers um, giving love advice to couples. Yeah. Well, so cute. French would do it, or Mac Miller would do it, or we, we. did it. Okay. We did a segment with them, and they got along very well. Years later, we ran into the girl, and we're like, and she was like, "Hey, well, good to see you guys. Great to see you guys." Oh, right? He jokingly proposed during Correct. my segment. Correct. Yeah. And she said, but years only later, jokingly. she said, "Hey." <laughs> yeah. We're like, "Oh, nice That's to see least. you again. How's your relationship?" She said, "Not great. We broke up, <laughs> <laughs> partly because of your guys' uh, advice." We were like. Nice what to was see the you. advice? Yeah, honestly, don't remember, but oh. go check I it said, out. Stay together. Yeah, <laughs> and she said, "Nope, <laughs> <laughs> no thanks." But yes, okay. So during all that time, mm-hmm. I also got a job with Essence. So another Ebro Essence, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Essence magazine mm-hmm. and Black Girl Wizards. Podcast. Oh, Wizards at yes. this time yeah, before yeah. the podcast. Yes. So this is all happening at the same time. And so Essence was always a dream of mine as well because it's literally like the black woman's mecca for, you know, excellence and aspiration and advice and all that. And so I was working for the website for EssenceFest.com and and on trains and, you know, doing all that. And um, I worked there for, that was my last desk desk job. So I worked there through Essence Fest. Essence Fest is July 4th weekend in New Orleans. Yep. Huge festival, yep. you guys. Have you been? No, no. You guys would love it. Honestly. I, yeah, no. I we would like. It. Yeah. You should go have ahead. you seen Eric's curls? I know, yeah. Yes. Come on. I also haven't been to curl fest, but it's, yeah, yeah. It's you gotta thing. go. I know. I do. I know. I know I do. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You guys should go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it would be like for y'all, but y'all should try it. 
What yeah. it would be like for us. Yes. What does that mean? I don't know if you'll get looks. Because oh. you aren't melanated. Oh. Yeah. I don't oh. think you would, but no. you never know. There, no, there's zero chance that we would. But <laughs> I mean, nice it wouldn't be go. for me. I would welcome y'all. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Oh, you mean people giving people. looks, not yeah. like a company giving a look. Oh no no no. Oh, no. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No. People like you know like the aunties being like, right. who that? Yeah. Like, yeah. What y'all doing here? Well, no, but I think that's like everywhere we go. Like we yeah. um we I'm not that we're like famous like that i'm saying like, whenever you go to like sobs people are like who are those random like white dudes right just, like, when backstage. we go to when we go to waverly inn and harvey weinstein's walking by and he's like who are those white dudes you know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i really not really trying to bring up his name no more i know it's crazy Cr- uh, dark it's crazy sorry so, you're the one who brought up gossip girl you go down <laughs> yeah. so good, it just all started with one reference right, no and yeah. here we are about uniforms in school <laughs> And then Once it's just you like, watch Gossip Girl, you'll get why I, I said I it. guess so. You'll get that. So you go down to Essence Fest. Yes. And I You're was, a part of the whole thing. Yes. That was, I was there with the... I was the staff editor. I was interviewing great people, but like the great people, not like Oprah and them, but like Sarah Jakes Roberts and, you know... And you're not doing it in the basement of SOBs anymore. No. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This was my first like great, good job. And so... Oh, it was Ed West. Wait, that makes sense. <laughs> and so he just told me who on Gossip, on Gossip Girl. Girl. It was Ed yeah. West Clip, there we go. who plays Chuck for all the Gossip Girl. You get it. <laughs> um, and so we get there um, and it's beautiful. And then a month later, they're like, okay, so we don't need you anymore. Thank you for your time with Essence. You and you said, done. sorry, what? Right. I was like, what? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, no, you were a freelancer. And then you were freelance full time, but a freelancer. So and we're gonna are, let you are you going to pay for my Amtrak from New Orleans back to <laughs> New York? Or is that a No, no, no. Not, we were yeah. back in New York at this point in the offices. But um, I thought I was going to stay through on the whole year. And so at this, then I still with Ebro. And Wait, was that your first time like getting let go? Let go? Yes. That was what my did that do time. to you? It was, it was a really depressing time for me. I remember feeling like I had always been up in that, up until that point, like, had an A student's mindset where yeah. like I if I work hard enough then that like, I'll be good. Yeah. Um I based my performance on my confidence. So if I wasn't working, I wasn't confident in what I was doing. If I wasn't creating, I wasn't doing anything. It changed it shook me to my core and it ha- it forced me to realize that I'm enough without the pen or with the pen. I'm enough without a mic or with a mic. It made me be confident in Gia by myself. And how about without a title? Right. You're like, you don't need that. Can we talk about that for a second? Because a lot of the times, especially before the wave of Instagram and your own self-branding and people buying into who you are, you had to have a title to matter in this industry. When I left Essence, I was like, I will never allow a company to be the thing that makes me or breaks me. You will never call me Gia from Essence again. You will never call me Gia from BET again. You'll never. I'm going to work everywhere. That's right. And I'm going to partner with everyone. Yeah. And I'm going to do what, how I want to do it. But it took months of just sadness and sitting at home and, and going into Ebro for two, three hours. And we would I would stay all day and hang out with them. But like they would have to do work. And I'll be like. So well, the, Ebro, I did the articles for the day. Gotta go now. Like he was, yeah. Ebro was supporting me. Like one of the things that people don't get is like during those five six months, Ebro's checks were the only reason why I was eating. Like my mom was like, "What is what is how how many times have you applied to date to which?" Like it was those times yeah, for me. It was yeah. a good year of just like not knowing what was gonna happen. I yeah. remember feeling lost and Ebro giving me the chance to create shows there's a show called talk about it on youtube where me me ebro and dasha palango and marissa did a show like there he was great and i will never ever let anybody talk to me badly about ebro 
I don't know if, if you knew this before moving to New York City, but this city is filled with people who have that same mindset. Yes. And some of them are not going to make it. Yes. And some of them who are focused and can power through those tougher times yes. are the ones who are going to succeed. Absolutely. It's just like Rutgers. You look to your left, you look to your right. <laughs> One of you is not going to make it. No, but 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 everybody in the city, it's funny. You're, you're and even especially in the circles that we run in yes uh, people make up titles oh people, my goodness. but if you do it in the right way you will succeed and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks absolutely you know absolutely and so we were just in los angeles you know we, we're a dozen years into our career yes. right and i love you guys though congrats thank, thank you very you. much independent and, yes. and doing very well yes we were in los angeles dressed much like this yes we get into a lift and our driver goes I am very good at guessing what my passengers do for a living. And we're just like, oh, this is not. Yeah, there's, yeah, no, we're like, there's no way. You, you, know, know, you know, go for it. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> and he says, accountants. <laughs> and we were like, that's so what? rude. Yeah, it's like sort of anti Semitic. <laughs> yes, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then he was, he was like, like, he was, he was like flabbergasted. We were like, no. And he was like, wait, what? Like nobody in your family, like <laughs> like uh, ancestors. We were like, what? We're like kind ancestors. Of, yeah, like we come from a long line of account. We're like, do we give off an accountant vibe? vibe? That's yeah. what that's what I give off. And he was just like, I guess so. We're like, damn. Like I don't. And know. And by the way, he was way more Jewish than even we were. Like, he was talking <laughs> yeah. about like Rabbi Anachalehem <laughs> from like eighty four like, side. Yeah, yeah. And we it were was just crazy. Like, what? I've yeah. never been profiled so hard. I know. By the way, try saying to somebody like the title that we've created for ourselves yes. like 12 years ago, Hip Hop Sketch Comedians, they'll just be like, uh. Cool. Yeah. yeah. They, they'll, tune, they'll tune you They're out. Like, so what are you going to yeah, do right, exactly. in a few years? Yeah. yeah that's what's going to be your real job? Yeah, exactly. We really needed Gail in our life. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Gail's surprised now. <laughs> Gail's like, you pay how much? What? And you're like, blame me, bro. I told you, mama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I had a lot of people in my life to lift me up. It wasn't just Ebro. It was the people who created Wayne. For it was, sure. You know, my internships. It was the producers who helped me and saw stuff in me. It was yourself. Yes. It was. Myself, it was you, my dad. It was you deciding that, like, you're bigger than any title, yes. any publication. Yes any person it was also believing myself even if no one else did for sure like, at the end of the day when if no you, one saw well, me i saw myself yeah, it was the white yourself. women on the train that's who right. hushed up the haters <laughs> let me get that extra hour of sleep yes. so i could be fired yes. but if but if you don't believe in yourself then no one else will literally if you that's what people do not get is you can walk into a room and walk with your head down and and no one will ever remember you you can walk into an office into a meeting where somebody might be the person to change your life it might be that life-changing meeting but if your eyes don't have that passion if your voice doesn't have that that confidence they will not buy into your idea because if you don't believe in it enough that means you're not going to show up on time that means you're going to do half-ass script work that means you're going to be horrible on set they want to see that you're hungry and so i think when i was really getting into it i was just hungry yeah i wanted to be nice to people i still do like, i just wanted to inject goodness into the world and that's one of my, still my goals. But still, I think you have to be hungry and you have to believe that you're meant to do this. Yeah. It's a hard thing. It'll test you. Can I just say, so Eric and you are both so good at giving like really inspirational, you know, uh, batteries in people's backs. And oh, like, you really you. like, you put, you put your words together in such a way that it's just like, man, like this, I this really like, this. it's just really great. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Can Eric please go on Black Girl Podcast oh my gosh, and be a permanent member of the Black Girl Podcast? Okay, uh, I will have a Black Girl Podcast meeting uh, to discuss this. This will be one of our points. Yeah, the agenda. good, good, great. Um, I mean, first of all, you don't fit again, any of the titles. No, that is true. Uh, oh, we, podcast, I guess. Podcaster! Yeah, yeah. 
black yeah. girl podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There it is. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk. Two out of three. Ain't yeah, bad. no, no, that's yeah. right. I'll ask the girl. Or one out of three, whatever. <laughs> how, how is your guys' group chat? Uh, is it like crazy. the podcast it used in to text be form? Crazier. <laughs> it used to be crazier. Now that we're all so busy, yeah. it's mm-hmm. so business oriented now. Mm-hmm. And it's more like, hey guys, we have a podcast. This yeah. is the time. See this you on Wednesday. Day. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and so, then like three days later, a meme shows up. Yes. Yeah. Just like, all and right. we're like, whoa, did you see that? <laughs> right. Like if something super crazy happens, like Beyonce drops an album or something, we'll be like, yo, y'all got to see this. But it has to be crazy now sure. for that. But I, when we first started, it used to be like. But what a. I can think you, it's okay. Can you add Eric to the group chat? No, <laughs> I look if I Yo, add Jeff is pitching me like he's my manager. Will, this is great. Yeah, they will leave. So, <laughs> <laughs> they will leave the group chat. Yo, I for, don't know. For the record, I kill in group chats. I'm just yeah. I'm very know, good at group chats. I actually, no, yeah. you know, when I hate group chats, <laughs> Do you I really? might be the only millennial. I can't stand group chats. All of my group chats are on mute, except for my family group chat. Tommy, do you hate group chats? All of my group chats are on mute as well, including the one with us. <laughs> that being said. Like eighty five percent of my texts <laughs> are, are group chat because it's with Eric as well. Yeah, and so that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, a lot of my group chats are with Scotty. A lot of people group chat us in the same group, so it's always like. But oh, Diani hey, doesn't answer her texts. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna say. I ain't that's... gonna lie. <laughs> Leave the event. Yo, um, G is just like I got her second number. So yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. So I feel like I feel like the last year especially has been extremely successful for oh you. Oh my god, yeah. God I feel like good. the VH1 stuff. Yeah. I feel like there's some un- unannounced stuff that there we uh, may not be able to talk about here. Not yet. But but I I also you went to Complex Con yeah, and did the, the podcast, podcast live. That show um, with BT called Black Coffee. It a, was a great year. A good year. Yeah. What are you looking forward to in the new year? Ooh, I really want to find an agent. I do not have an agent. Everything that I've done has been just by hustle and people knowing me and liking me and really being in my corner. I have a manager, Mm -hmm. um, but I do not have an agent. So I think an agent who believes in me, who has the power and the know-how to market me to the right rooms and just bigger things. Um, Definitely uh, last year, I posted at the top of the year that I wanted to be on, you know, I had done a lot of great one-off things, but I wanted to be on a show. I wanted to be a a co-host or a host on a gig, like have my first gig, and I was able to book two shows this year, but they were both digital. So I definitely want to do network television, um, either with a highly reputable, like, entertainment source that's still Mm. integral, like an E! News or even an Entertainment Tonight and Access Hollywood. So highly reputable, not shoddy. You you don't want, like, a a third rate. No, thank (laughs) you. No more N-stars. Oh. Yeah. Shout out no. to our, all of our friends over at NSTAR. <laughs> I don't think it's still there. Sharon, <laughs> Vicky, <laughs> Derek, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. All them. Yeah. 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 They are not there anymore. I'm pretty sure whatever it was, <laughs> well, the no, FBI they, they, busted it up. They switched uh, locations. Now they're in Bogota. Now they're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in the Cayman Islands. Um, And so <laughs> they went. And did, um, you know, that for those, for those I would love more for Black Girl Podcast, I would love for us to get a Michelle Obama or an Oprah or somebody on our podcast, something huge, right, like yeah. one of those huge conversations. Um, and I, again, launched my own YouTube series, so more of my personal branding content, because so many young women reach out to me like every day for advice on how to make this career work for them. And I always am like, okay, so I need to start something where I can really pour into the next generation because I don't know everything, but I know enough now to help people. Um, And so definitely doing more things like that. My YouTube series, Give You the Game with Gia Peppers, is now live. First episode is with Debbie Allen. We talk a lot about how to maintain your spirit within Mm. this crisis 
crazy industry. So it does come full circle. Exactly. That's pretty special. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. so special. I went to LA and I was just like, I don't know if Miss Allen is going to be able to give me 20 minutes, but I would love to sit with her. And she was like, I got 20 minutes, but I cannot do on camera. And I was like, all right. So we did an audio an audio video yeah right a yeah. video and so it was great were you like it's me gia from- yeah and i showed her pictures and she was like oh you was just a baby then child <laughs> oh honey you was just a baby look at you now you're so pretty and she's so great she was like you're doing so well i'm so proud of you and that meant the world to me yeah and so yeah. um you know th- those more of those moments more of those really big incredible moments just more more work that i can be proud of um and more integral work and bigger things again television major deals yeah yeah traveling i want to do some international traveling are you well you're going to jamaica so Um, yeah yeah yeah, Uh, right i want to do like paris africa are you still that same girl from pg county yes are you same girl from moco county yes (laughs) or i guess just moco 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 jeff yeah moco pg it's it's so crazy because people really people take the dc thing seriously i'm from the city or you from the from maryland (laughs) and i'm like i lived in the city i went to school in the city I lived in Maryland, I lived in PG, I lived in MoCo, so I claim it all and I rep it all. And I only say that because representation matters. There are so many girls from home who reach out to me who are like, I've never left DC, but I want to move to New York because I see that it's working for you. Yeah. And that, that matters to you. me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That matters to me. I didn't have anybody that I could see who was from my city, who knew what go-go music was, who understood how painful it was when Chuck Brown passed away. Like, who knows what mumbo sauce tastes like right. yeah. on television doing things that wasn't local news or wasn't a local radio host like so that it means a lot to me when i say that i'm from dc and so yeah. um i try to put on other women from dc to do incredible things like my friend um damo she's a now djing with bt because i introduced her to certain people like i love putting on women from dc who are dope and incredible and so it means a lot for me to be a representation of what any young black girl could be, but especially the women from D.C. and Maryland oh, and Virginia. Yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> you got and Virginia. Um, <laughs> I don't really know much about Virginia. I'm sorry. You're like, just DM. <laughs> DM. Yeah. You got to size them up, you know? Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> Gia, yes. congratulations on everything. Thank you. Thank you so much for making the long trip up here. Thank you and, for having uh, me. I had so much fun. Oh, y'all had Ari Lennox on here. Y'all already know. Uh, twice, twice, twice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you only had her once in your podcast. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I have her in text. <laughs> uh, so, so do so we. we. Well, no, we're friends. Uh, uh, same. She wish me happy birthday. Uh, Every FaceTime her right now. Yeah. FaceTime her right, right now. Call it out. I'm gonna FaceTime her for real. You know she's probably yeah. on Insta Live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, her Instagram Live is it's my the, favorite. It's thing. the greatest. Yeah. yeah. She's the funniest person. I tell her all the time. I can't wait to do SNL or something. Oh, for sure. It's gonna be crazy. Yes. In the best way. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time, but it's the real day number six of the 12 Days of Podcast. If you want to find out more about us, I'm Eric with the curly hair. You're Jeff with the glasses. Together, we are It's the Real, no apostrophe, no spaces. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called A Waste of Time with It's the Real. If people want to find out more about what's going on with us, Jeff, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com, sign up for our newsletter. And hey, while you're at it, go to itsthereal.com slash shop. Maybe get a t-shirt. Get a t-shirt for the holiday season. They're all on sale, and they all look great, super comfortable shirts. And also, you can find us on Twitter at itsthereal, Instagram at itsthereal. 
We are also on all streaming platforms. Go find our podcast now. Subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Smash that subscribe button. Why not? Jeff, now is the time where we like to shout our favorite people out at the end of the podcast. So who do you want to shout out today? I want to shout out Gail Peppers. Shout out to Gail Peppers. Go on. She is a G. Yes. And by that I mean that she is a boss and also her name starts with G and she birthed Gia Peppers. That is true. When is Gia Peppers' birthday, Jeff? Gia Peppers' birthday is in September. When in September, Jeff? Uh, September. Did she say it on the podcast? Jeff? Do you remember? <laughs> I don't think it's the I don't think sick <laughs> of September. Look up John Wall's birthday right now, Jeff. Uh, look it up. Their birthday twins. I do know that. You know she's a... You have a computer right in front of you. I know, but I was looking for my phone. How come? Are you going to call Gia Peppers up? I was going to call Gia Peppers ask her and say, when is your birthday? When is John Wall's birthday? That's what you're going to say. John Wall is six foot four. Did you know that? I, yeah. I was right, by the way. September 6th. Look at that. Wow. September 6th. He's six foot four. He's 210 pounds. He went to Kentucky, and he was drafted in 2010 in the first round, just like Gia Peppers. What? Are you, are you shouting out John Wall? I'm shouting out Gia Peppers, John Wall's birthday twin. Well, no, wait. No. I'm shouting out Gail. I'm shouting out Gail. Jeff, you've gone awry. Yeah. I would like to shout out mm-hmm. our friend Greg Mayo. Greg Mayo, also a G. His birthday, December 24th. Oh. Shout out to him. Did he go to Kentucky? <laughs> He did not. How many kids does he have? Uh, Greg or John? Greg. Greg has no kids. Are they all named G? No. No, no, no. Oh. No. No kids. None named G. <laughs> Jeff, where did this go? John Walls made 122 free throws out of 175 free throw attempts. Did you know that? For a second. No, I didn't know that. For a second, I thought that you were going to say that he has made a certain amount of money, like you were on Celebrity... No, but celebritynetworth.com do not, do not, would be a great sponsor for our podcast. Do not, do not look that up. Celebrity Jeff, Network. We have six more podcasts to go. As always, now for real, for real. Sure, sure. <laughs> See you guys tomorrow. Right.